Greetings, salutations, and welcome to Oddcast, a podcast for nerds by nerds. Join my co-hosts, Paige, CN, and me, Joe, as we engage in casual and sometimes heated discourse about nerdy topics, and sometimes not-so-nerdy topics, from this world and many of the made-up ones we participate in, ranging from pop culture, tech news, science, science, whatever CN feels is stupid, Paige finds cute, or I find interesting, we're going to talk about it. If you like what you hear, go ahead and click that like, subscribe, or whatever it's called on whatever your preferred platform is. So grab your iconic quotes, hold on to your butts, don't forget your towel, stay on target, and engage. Hey guys, it's Joe. Paige. Cian. Tiffany. And uh, we're here, and we're going to do our cast like we do every week. Um, same thing. Um, so today's topic is one that's near and dear as we get up there in age. And also, uh, to celebrate the fact that Toys R Us left and then came back, we wanted to talk about not necessarily growing up, but how being an older nerd or geek, or however you want to phrase it, um, obviously there are people at the table who have a disagreement as to both of those words, um, <laughs> however you want to phrase it, how we deal with it in this day and age. And is it really the time the geeks like everybody says that it is? Have we risen? Is it like Planet of the Apes? <laughs> Everybody's kind of quiet. I mean, All right, well, thanks for listening, everybody. It's been a really fun topic. And, uh... <laughs> I well, love those movies. The the whole topic it's 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 very controversial based on I guess any topic is controversial if you find the right people. Yeah, but I guess people have strong opinions. Well, especially with me growing up. Everyone has strong opinions. I'm trying to say that <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, go ahead. God damn it. Come especially on, you growing up. Um, I honestly forgot what I was going to say. Oh my god, I'm going to be quiet. I'll be quiet. I'll let you say it. Uh, I, I think basically I'm just, I'm just saying that, uh, I think that growing up, I've heard it one way and then as an adult, I'm hearing it another way, but it's still salt and pepper. So basically it was always considered a not so cool thing to be a nerd or a geek um, and I've kept that in my head for so long, um, even up through my early twenties. So, um, all right. So just to give a little bit more backstory to the topic at hand. <clears throat> so all of us, all of us are, <laughs> oh, sorry, I had to look at Paige cause I was like 30. Yes. 30. Yes. Uh, all of us are in our thirties. Uh-uh. Tiffany is a, a young 30 also. Aw, thank you. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> um, I just got carded for the podcast. <laughs> we make sure with newspapers and stuff. You guys have seen the videos online. You know how it works. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we we're all in our 30s, which means that we essentially started viewing things in our earlier years where nerds were painted as negative stereotypes. Yep. Uh, as a matter of fact, a lot of dominant features from our childhood, well, some of our childhoods, are nerds as they would be defined at that time. Yep. Kind of the way that gay people were defined earlier on and the way that they are now. It's different because 
obviously now more people have interactions with those people and they're like, you know what? That is not how all of them are now. So when you think of nerds, you think of Screech from Saved by the Bell or Urkel from Family Matters or Revenge of the Nerds, which has its own ball of wax as to why that's not a movie that has stood the test of time as much as it as much as we like it. I still love it. I watched it last <clears throat> night. Oh, you did? I sure did. I had to. Was that was that a lampoon film? I th- I, no. I thought it was. I don't think Revenge of the Nerds is. I'm gonna find out, like I usually do. Channel Animal Houses. And uh, for some Animal reason uh, for some reason I thought national I thought it was always said National Lampoons Nerds. Mm-mm. I don't think it says uh, National Lampoons Nerds, but I thought it was no, I think it, it? it is not. I think that it's its own standalone. Power of Google. I'm checking. Well, IMDb, but still. But you were saying, Joe? But now we deal with, like, you know, that there's been a... I don't want to refer to it as a power transition, but there's been a power transition. Right. Whereas the jocks were the popular people in our time coming up. It's changed now to... The nerds or geeks are really the ones. And nerd geek culture has become more in sync with what pop culture is. Right. To the point where there's an inundation of comic books and sci-fi and fantasy. And it's all more prevalent and more in the forefront. Whereas before it would be, you know, a Rudy or a sports movie or that kind of stuff. It's all transitioned from what it was to what it has become. And it's not a full transition. I'm just... It's become more... more prominent so that there's not as big of a negative connotation attached to it. Like, Oh, my child really sucks at football, but he's really good at math. I bet that he can make millions of dollars as an adult. Right. Well that, so one revenge of the nerds is not a national lampoon thing. I did just look that up. Um, but it's true. When I was a kid, I was teased mercilessly for being a nerd. Like, for being a geek, for being into Pokemon and science and wearing glasses science. and reading. Thanks. Yeah, it's almost right. Like, <laughs> like but, but now it's it's cool to be a nerd. It's cool to be into the Marvel movies and into Star Wars. And Is it? Yeah. Do you think uh, it's cool now? I don't, I don't agree with that. Okay, so where I work, there are a lot of men there who are very into sports a lot of them were part of fraternities and had played sports so it's a very very masculine place and still they still talk about star wars they still talk about the marvel movies so it has a lot it has a lot to do with action mm -hmm. and the the different action and special effects that the that are in those movies it's not necessarily them getting behind the story and and all of the the niche things of why we as nerds enjoy what we're what we're watching or whatever media it is see I would kind of consider that along the lines of what I call myself and I kind of call myself nerd adjacent (laughs) where I like a lot of nerdy things but I don't necessarily classify as what a nerd was growing up so I think a lot of with like Marvel and Star Wars being a part of pop culture now, I think a lot of people are just nerd adjacent, not full-fledged. So I I look at it more like this. Um, And it's going to be a weighted question. Uh, Do you guys like the beach? I've only been to the beach twice. You lived in Florida. I've only been to the beach 
place. What the fuck, man? Yeah, in Florida, the beach is just a place. It's, it's yeah. I like the beach. I mean, it's fine. <clears throat> All right. So you like the beach. How far out do you swim when you're at the beach? I don't swim at all at the beach. Okay, cool. So <laughs> Tiffany enjoys her time as beach adjacent. Correct. The beach has shallows that you can get into, which is Correct. just the tip of it. There's you a get spectrum, in, absolutely. and you're like, you're like, yeah. hey, already, <laughs> yes. You get in it, and you're like, oh, well, this is kind of fun, but. Maybe you don't want to swim out into the deep end of the ocean. Well, like, I don't want to die. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, you don't know what's out there in the deep end. It's I like mean, the dark I web. live in the in the su- in the sub like of the of the ocean, <laughs> and I'm not dead for nerddom. Like it's fine. But I don't. But, I'm just saying I don't think that's an all the way equal comparison because. I don't not. Well, no, but, but what I'm go saying ahead, is it's an analogy. Yeah, so, so what I'm saying is that you, everybody, most people enjoy the beach. It's there a are spectrum. people, there are people who don't enjoy the beach and it. they don't go to it. But then there are people who do go to the beach and enjoy it for different reasons. I mean, I do and, get in the water. And it's then, just like okay. And then I've I don't got have friends. A life I have friends who are like <laughs> they get into the deep end of it to where I don't really want to go that far, and it's. It's cool if they enjoy deep sea, you know, deep sea diving. That's on them. But like, I don't need to read like every Star Wars novel and know the backstory of every character in order to enjoy what I'm watching at that time as medium. I do like knowing more of the lore and I like learning it so that I can explain it to myself. But I'm not so focused in on knowing every detail of it that I can't enjoy. And that's the, the point. Body. And that's the thing <coughs> that that's the thing that <laughs> I feel is where people get it confused i think it's all or none when it comes to being a nerd or being a geek and 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 i'm not talking about myself i'm talking about what the general public sees or views nerds is all or none well see that that also goes into i'm sorry Paige. i totally, I totally <laughs> hushed you you did but... <laughs> into is what I call now gatekeeper culture and it's like there's a certain sector of people who like you said do believe all or none and they're like oh well you're not an official nerd because no I'm I'm not talking about nerds I'm talking to people who are non-nerds what they think of nerds it's all or none it's like Mm. people who are not nerds think that we know everything when it comes to whatever that category is I think that that stereotype has definitely changed. There may still be some people who believe that, but that is a stereotype that, that as as we have progressed as a culture and as a lot of nerd things have become part of the general pop culture, mm-hmm. it is no longer such a such a didactic thing. It's not one or the other. It really to, to me, everything in the world is a spectrum. Like there's, I don't I don't know that I believe in the absolute black and white of 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 a lot of things. I mean, I guess there are some things that either are or they aren't. But a lot of a lot of things, especially when it comes to social societal norms and how and how we are as people, is a spectrum. So it's like there's nerd nerd dumb. It's a spectrum. It, so you you can you can still be on the spectrum, but not all the way at one end or the other. I agree. I, I definitely agree that there's <laughs> definitely a spectrum of. I mean, because I'm, I guess I would be a clear example of that spectrum. As a child, I knew a lot about, let's say, 
for example, X-Men. I knew a lot about X-Men, but I did not let anybody know that because I was afraid of being called out or whatever the case may be. You have said before you're a closet nerd. Yes. So, and even as like when I first got introduced to Joe, I was still kind of that way. I didn't want to do a lot of stuff that he wanted to do. I didn't want to, didn't want to... to a degree, I didn't want to be associated because of my fear of, of the persona. The negative connotations that come with those things. The negative connotation that comes with those things and a persona that I've built for myself as an adult. I built, I was very serious. I was very focused. At the time I was doing martial arts, I was, I was very serious and focused on what I was doing. And then once I got out of it, I'd had what, what I called no identity. So then when I met Joe, things kind of changed and I, I felt like, I can be more myself, if that makes any sense. So, like you said, I was kind of a closeted nerd. I, I knew a lot of stuff, and I was able to chime in, but I chose not to, as far as conversations. Now, there were things that I got introduced to that I've never, like, to this day, I still will not do. Uh, and that's where the spectrum comes into play. I, I will never... I will um, never lock. wear a corset. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> to the buddy hutch party. <laughs> what does corset have to do with nerding? No. It was a joke. Lord, it, it was, was a, a joke. Back to laugh. It was Jeez. just a joke, man. No, Come on. Anyways. Sidestep. Move on. Uh, LARPing. I would never LARP. I would never LARP. That is be for me so, above and beyond. There so are I would different say this. types of LARPs. I, I will say, so we have friends, and I guess I'll name drop because it's a common name. So we have a friend, Ryan, who does LARP. A lot. And Ryan is over the top with the LARP thing. Like, super into it, extreme. But then we have other friends who participated in it for a while. Uh, Adam and Rube both LARPed for a while. Mm -hmm. And the way that Rube sold it to me made it to where I was kind of on the fence of like, well, shit, that doesn't sound so bad. Rube described it as, you take a weekend and you go into the woods and you essentially play hide and seek and tag. For the entire weekend. And that description made me go, that sounds like it would be a lot of fun just playing hide and seek and tag for like a whole weekend out in the woods with my friends, running around doing shit. I don't necessarily know that I'd be like, you know what I'm going to buy? I'm going to buy some like platinum mail that's made of cardboard or, you know, a Nerf sword that's made of steel plus two or whatever. But the concept of going out in the woods and playing games, I get it. And I can understand the appeal of it. Like... I mean, like anything, there's a spectrum of LARPing. I, I think that I've only LARPed once, and it was at Dragon Con one year, and it was a World of Darkness Vampire campaign. I wasn't there for very long, um, but it was, it was interesting because we were just at a party, and we were playing as a vampire character, drinking and having a good time. It was just in a room at Dragon Con. That was LARPing. So there's a spectrum. It doesn't have to be going out in the woods, having all this equipment with all these specified rules. I mean, just like everything else, it's a spectrum. And you can't knock something until you try it. Nobody's saying anything about knocking. I just said that you I... You just said you never do it. Look, I, that's I, not I knocking n- That's it. not knocking. I just say I won't do it. I mean, okay. So, like always, I always have, a, I guess, spectator or sideline experiences <laughs> with things. So my ex and I were walking through the park one day and they were LARPing. And I was like, oh, interesting. He goes over and he begins <laughs> to, <laughs> to LARP with everyone else. If we're going to make that a verb. We're, okay, sure. 
And I mean, it seemed cool. Nothing I would do, but you know. And I, and I just realized too, for those who are listening that don't know what LARPing is, it's live action role playing. It's uh, so for those of you listening that don't know what LARPing is, it is what you assume Dungeons and Dragon players do. <laughs> I have had to tell people so, so many true. times. That I do not dress up with a cape and a hat to be the dungeon master. You sit down in your street well, clothes. It's to be you. <laughs> you wear just whatever you're wearing. It doesn't matter. And you roll dice and tell a story. Out of table. That, that's Dungeons and Dragons. But for whatever reason, especially amongst people who are over the age of 40, when you tell them that you play Dungeons and Dragons, they're like, oh, so like you guys wear costumes and stuff? No. I have I've never dressed as a wizard to sit down at the table and play a wizard. I would not object to you doing that. I wouldn't have that. I would. You would object. That would be awesome. That's so fucked up. I would love to sit by. Why would you try to stifle his expression? Last night uh, we were playing Dungeons and Dragons, which we're actually playing Dragon Star, which is Dungeons and Dragons in space. Yeah. And Cian made the comment to me because. Paige had injured something or had done damage and I didn't write it down immediately. So she was like, I didn't do anything. And his comment was, you're going to have to describe things in old school D&D style, Joe. So for the next half an hour, everybody's turn, I described what was going on in more vivid detail until eventually he was like, don't do that anymore. <laughs> he, he was being a little extra. So, so Sian was just like, I also mm, did a hell of a drunk story. He did. And he doesn't drink. And his <laughs> drunk slur was really good. I was impressed. I his was laughing. Story. I had to cover my face because I just kept laughing. I didn't want to stop him from continuing. His story it was really funny. He's playing a character that was drunk, telling a story of a creature being, uh, killing, killing his friend. Yeah. And it was just funny. Oh, so. it was super funny. It was funny. So, but, but no, like, so. My question to you guys, um, and uh, to me, it's kind of like the focal point uh, of this cast uh, tonight. But uh, what's your opinion about being in your early, mid to late thirties, or older, or older, as a nerd? Do you think it's and and I there's something I want to uh, uh, point out or or kind of uh, comment on that you said, Paige, as far as um people today and the things that they're into as far as star wars and as far as a lot of stuff i think those are like marvel and stuff like that there's a lot of people that I talk to nowadays that haven't don't know anything about marvel there are still people yes that don't know what that is but have seen the marvel movies and enjoy the marvel movies but i think they enjoy the marvel movies for them just being movies movies but that's my point. Yeah. Is that because it's become more more uh, of a, a just a, a colloquial thing that anyone can talk about and 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 participate in that that's what makes it more accessible. The accessibility of of nerd culture, I think, has drastically changed everyone's opinions about it. I, I'll give you another good example. So the nerd culture that we've built up now, the MCU, Star Wars, that kind of stuff. It's essentially our own version of Greek or Roman mythology. Right. The same way that those stories would have been handpicked and tossed around dozens of times with the characters interacting with different features or different things going on. We've done that same thing, but with our own modern day heroes. Yeah. I mean, we're telling... We could put them in any situation, and because we know the character, we know what they would do. Right. Like, Captain America is essentially Jason. Right. You know, the Avengers are the Argonauts. They're going to go to different places and combat evil or whatever its form may be. And that's why the stories are so different and shaped. And 
what makes it fun is that you get to go into like these deeper dives and find ways to make it meaningful to you. Right. And it's the accessibility that Paige was talking about that has made it to where nerd and geek culture has kind of spread. Because much like the English language, if it encounters something that it doesn't understand, it adapts it and morphs it into something that it can use and keeps it going. So people have become more familiar with it because a lot of things that are popular, people watch it and they're like, oh, well, shit, this is pretty good. I can watch more of this or I can get more involved in this. Um, people went from Game of Thrones. <laughs> it swept with popularity because it, it delved into like this deeper fantasy thing, but without the fantasy. And it got people interested in that whole dragon concept and all the other stuff that's going on. And now... We've got shows like The Witcher, which are building on that same kind of lore. Uh, the Lord of the Rings movies. Hell, even The Walking Dead. It was so popular and everywhere, and then people realized that it was a comic book. It helps lead back into that whole, there's more information out there if you want it. You don't necessarily need it. It's, right. that, it's that beach thing. But Fuck the beach. <laughs> <laughs> but it varies based on your age. Like Most people over the age of 50 still have that... 80s kind of feeling when it comes to nerds or geek culture a lot of times they just don't get it just say okay boomer <laughs> that's a new thing that i still like that's a that's a thing that's that i whole actually boomer despise thing. it because yeah, my parents are boomers and my parents are pretty cool so don't i mean my mom's a boomer my okay. mom's more of a nerd than i am but um but no i'm a my parents are boomers. i'm a i'm a i'm a pass it to you tiffany with you being the uh nerd adjacent um what's your opinion about nerds that you've come across with as a whole and that's in their 30s do you think it's still something that they should come some people think that we should get out of the whole so sorry so you're wanting her to, to talk about us right now right yes. to our faces? Well, no, kind of. i was gonna share me and tiffany have a unique experience with locker rooms for professional wrestlers who are very athletic, well, most of the time, but, <laughs> no but shape. all of them Every are geeks one. and nerds. Oh my but gosh. You would never think it when you first met them, but all of them are linked to it somehow, like comic books, especially comic books. So I'm glad you said that because <clears throat> that's really what I, I was going to talk about, where being older in your 30s or whatever, you can still be a nerd. But it doesn't look like the nerd in high school or elementary school. Mm -hmm. Just because people grow up and they do some form of adulting. So you can kind of hide the what was looked at as awkwardness a bit. It's you true. Kinda... We no longer project it outwardly on our, our physical persona for right. everyone to see all the time. Right. So, I mean, for me personally, I actually hate that. But I'm going to say it anyway. Um... A lot of people wouldn't guess that I like nerdy things or what would be considered nerdy things. Cause, and I didn't even think they were nerdy things growing up. And I, I just think I grew up in a different environment where all of my friends liked the same thing, but we weren't necessarily socially awkward either. And then it wasn't until, <clears throat> like Joe said recently, when I um, when we met that I realized a lot of things were classified as being a nerd. Um, I mentioned to my ex, I hope I don't talk about him anymore on this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that, um, you know, as I kept going to different matches and meeting all of the different wrestlers, I was like, wait, 
everyone likes the same things. Like, you all are nerds. That's funny. That's cool. I mean, the only thing I can think of that not bothers me, but I find odd is when people who are not nerds at all, who are not nerd adjacent, who have absolutely no clue what's going on, is in gift giving. I had an experience at work. They all know I like Star Wars. So they were going to give me a gift for my birthday. And she was like, oh, yeah, we were going to get you a comforter set and sheets. And I'm like, I'm a grown-ass woman. I don't want that shit. And that's, like, and that's the stuff I'm talking about when it comes to you're either on, you either are or you're not. So it's like they expect. Well, they, I just don't think they know. Like, they don't, I don't think they understand. They, no. they go into the store and they're like, oh, Tiffany likes Star Wars. This Let, is a cute right. lampshade. I don't want that. Like I'm grown. No, that's what I'm saying. Like there's a there's a predefined persona about nerds and geeks that some people don't cannot separate, differentiate, or or understand. So they go with what their children would like. In essence, I've come I've come and, to that. Yeah, age. and that happens a lot. And but it also depends on the individual. And by that, what I mean is, you and I know people that are on that end of the ocean where we could get them a comforter set yeah. of their preferred thing and they would be very appreciative of it yeah. and they would love it and they would use it. Right. <clears throat> like, actively, actively use it, yeah. And that's <laughs> where... <laughs> like, we have we have throw blankets. That's different. That are nerdy. A throw yeah. blanket yeah. is different than a full room decked out like a 10-year-old. No. <laughs> All I'm saying is if you're listening to this and you want to buy me a race car bed... That's all he talks about is a fucking race car bed. It's like, no, that will not happen. Not while I'm here. I'm not there, so who knows? What if it was a Millennium Falcon bed? See? Yeah. Yeah, that face. Oh, because of these other things in regards to the Millennium Falcon. Joe, I'm going to pass it to you. What's your opinion? Oh, I mean, I think I've already kind of given it. Like, yeah, there are people out there who are going to have misjudgments and misgivings. Like, but you kind of always get to have that. I mean, I don't know. I get it. But like, I guess it's because everybody that I interact with, like, I think that I do a decent job of reading people to know, like, where they stand on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Pause. So when we first, I guess, met like for real, for real, you said, oh, I was kind of, you know, you were kind of timid about whether or not you wanted to friend me on Facebook. Was that you trying to gauge whether? Well, it comes down. Because we talked about Star Wars a little bit. And then like maybe three or four days later, you decided to friend me. I'll um, I'll talk to you more about it. I guess <laughs> offline is Got the best it. way to say it. Okay. I know that I've I've seen situations recently actually um, where at the workplace there were two gentlemen, older gentlemen, probably in their I would say if I had to guess maybe their mid forties or early fifties. These two gentlemen were having a conversation about Star Wars. And I'm not even talking about the new stuff. I'm talking about New Hope, Empire. Original. Right. And they were getting into detail, and not even movie stuff. Talking about books, stuff that George Lucas has said in interviews and whatever the case may be. But I'm like, is there 
an age limit where no, hell no, no, there's not a fucking age limit. There, what? <laughs> there's well, that. What? Ugh. That's when you die. <laughs> yeah, I will be a nerd till the day I die. I'll be eighty years old. Uh, with wearing Converse's and and talking about Star Wars and playing video games, fuck that. You were saying, what were you saying? <laughs> I was saying that, that there's not really an age to it, only right. because there, until you're in your twenties, you didn't feel comfortable being a nerd. Correct. So there are people just like you, closeted individuals who are Poor scared guy. to tell their friends and family who they truly are. <laughs> I and what I'm saying, around, and what I'm saying. Come on out of the closet, guys. Yeah, it's Come safe. on out. It's, it's safe. So, it's safe so yes, I agree. It, it gets better. I, I definitely agree with you that there should be no, there's no age limit to it. But there's something that I want to, I want to comment on that Tiffany just said just a moment ago, as far as hiding and and so, do you think Tiffany that hiding or not uh, outwardly showing? Their nerddom. Do you think that's a bad thing? He hasn't asked us because we outwardly display our nerddom. Correct. Well, so, no, like you asked him, that... you ask him, and you don't ask me. Well, no, I'm coming to you as far as I'm your opinion, but do I not a... outwardly show my? No, my question is, do you think it's a for the people that don't? Do you think it's a bad thing? Because like, like I like I said before, I knew a lot about a lot of the nerdy stuff when I was younger, growing oh, well into today. But it wasn't until my early twenties when I started outwardly showing it to a degree and even well that shows a certain level of shame that i think is yes. sad yes i mean and you shouldn't be Absolutely. ashamed of who you are no you shouldn't be no but, but at the same time i don't like i don't think it's wrong but i think people innately protect themselves correct absolutely and that's what i was doing so, it's just sad it's but sad even, that it's required but to, even to, to this yourself. even to this day there's still things so i, but have, I also think people exaggerate or I guess put things in their own mind on on how they would feel somebody would react to them versus actually. Saying, oh, absolutely. You know, so they they, and I but I think they do that with other things too. It wouldn't just be them hiding the fact that they're a nerd. It could be just a characteristic of their personality mm-hmm. that they just decide to hide certain aspects of their lives and what they like or dislike or whatever. Just that's just who they are. I mean, for sure. I don't know. I'm going to go to you, Paige. What's your opinion? Well, as someone who has been a nerd from the get, Mm -hmm. since I was a small child, having been tortured mercilessly in school by my peers about it, I I mean, like I said, I'm going to be a nerd for the rest of my life. And I think that everyone should be able to be who they want to be and love whatever they want to love in terms of nerddom. It's, it's a, being a nerd, I think, shows a certain, an inherent um, ability to be passionate, to be passionate about things that they, that they love. Um, And that, I think, honestly, that's the one characteristic that I think binds nerds together is our passion four things. I agree. Um, and and I think everyone should be able to be passionate about what they want to be passionate about. And for people to be uh, teased and mocked and thinked down upon because of said passion is really sad. Uh, and I am always against people doing that to others. But I, I think that, that 
where we are as a society kind of i guess i think has gotten better we we're we're in a better place it's a better it's a better time to be a nerd um it is it's it's more accessible it's it's everywhere it's also a really expensive time to be a nerd because they make a lot of really cool shit that I want. But, <laughs> Facts. <laughs> but I mean, ready, guys, right off the bat, I got two things, uh-huh. and it would equal about eleven hundred dollars between judo and Paige. <laughs> I already know what that is. And that is the Lego Star Wars Millennium Falcon <laughs> and the Lego Star Wars Star Destroyer. Yeah, but, <laughs> but the, the, the be specific, the, the over 7,000 piece Millennium Falcon. Correct. The, the several. The, the, the large Correct. sets. The super large the sets. awesome <clears throat> one that I would spend days and days. Oh, my God. The one that Peter so Parker cool. had in the first of the new <laughs> Spider-Man movies. Yeah. No, oh. but. Yeah. In Homecoming. Yeah. My. Um, no. Yeah, he had it. He had Him the, and the, the guy Death put it together. That wasn't the Falcon. That no, was, that was the, no, the, Star Destroyer. the Star Destroyer. The Death Star. Or the Death Star. It was the Death Star, but that's not the one I want. I don't want that Death Star. I, if I got a Death Star, it would be the old, old one that they don't even make anymore. No, I want the Millennium Falcon and the um, the the Star Destroyer. Oh, yeah, they the, got a new Destroyer. Yeah, yeah new. they have a Star Destroyer that's the same one as the Millennium Falcon. Anyway... We can talk about Legos another day because I feel a lot of ways about Legos. I want a whole room full of Legos. It would be amazing. My my house would be a very nerdy place. My um, I, mine might look like a ten year old's house, and I would be perfectly okay with that. I just don't want a comforter set. I'm sorry, I can do sheets. Because you can hide them underneath a comforter set. Yes, and I just <laughs> that, but I also have several other tastes I just, that would like. I just think that that would be a real fun surprise. I know. For the person that you bring home. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> oh, damn, girl. I didn't know you liked Lord of the Rings like that's that. That's the whole part <laughs> of being at Jason's. You know, it's a little surprise factor. Like, ah, another bonus, you know? Anyway. My, um, I think my opinion is definitely be who you want to be. Definitely do what you want to do. Enjoy what you want to enjoy, regardless. Um, I do feel at times, and this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go just based on my personal experience, uh, even to this day, that there are downsides to being, and I, and I mean downsides to the point of, um, well, I'll just give you an example, and this is actually a conversation that I had with with my girlfriend recently. Um, relationships, relationships are very difficult, in my opinion. What's it? No, it's the the use of the girlfriend word. Yeah, it got both the girls yet. to react. <laughs> oh, congratulations! Yeah, you just didn't tell us. You just never tell us these things, and that's cool. I'm happy for you guys. It's because you defined your relationship. Yeah, basically. It wasn't just the girl that you're seeing. You defined it as a girlfriend thing. So the two girls in the room made a big deal out of it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. I'm just saying. Yeah, I like. I'm I would like. <clears throat> It's like what? casually dropping things out there, like so. Anyways, me and my fiance were talking about it the other day. You know? Yeah, like what? <laughs> I mean, that's fine. We we're yeah, not we're objecting to we, it. Yeah, like okay. No, but that's where I was going to go next is relationships. Yeah, because yeah, I figured that, that was the that was the topic that you really. Well, all of this was the lead-in topic well, to what what really he really was. wanted that, to discuss. That's what you really wanted to discuss. Yeah, that's what, what he wanted to discuss. Which date a girl? Oh, that's what you said last week. That was the first thing you said. Dating's hard. Dating is hard. I mean, dating's hard regardless, though. No. So, uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm a spoil a little something as far as the conversation that I had with her. So, she asked me at dinner one night. She says, 
would I feel better if, because she's not into anything that none of us is into. She's more open to like maybe learning about it or maybe not learning, but just maybe enjoying if, if it's something up her alley. But she asked me, would I feel better if I dated somebody that was into the same things that I was into? And it was a hard question to answer. Well, having anyone be, having any shared interest between a significant other is is always a good thing. It's not required, but but having shared interests means you can do more things together, period, regardless of whether <clears throat> it's nerdy or not. I, I wanted to throw out a different perspective on it. So uh, I was discussing with a, uh, a girl at work. Um, she was, she's only ever seen one play. How sad. <laughs> I've not even seen a single play. How <clears throat> sad. Continue. We're not surprised. Continue. So, um, so she hasn't done or experienced a lot of things, and she referred to herself as uncultured. And I was, and I was explaining to her that you're not uncultured. You're just because, uh, to me, the willingness to experience things that's culture. Like that's how you are cultured. Is right. you the want to see the world around you. The an uncultured person to me is somebody who wants to remain exactly how they are with nothing. So, <clears throat> your girlfriend, for example, God, that's so might odd. not be into a nerd, a nerdy area of things, but she's willing to experience it. So, yeah, you might not start off with the same things. For example, when we started our friendship, you and I were not necessarily into the same things. We kind of were. You just didn't realize it at the time. And then the more you were around, you were like, well, shit, I guess we could play board games until 5 a.m. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And our friend Steve was in the same boat. He didn't realize he was into the same stuff until he had exposed himself to it. And then he was like, oh, well, shit, I could have been hanging out for free this whole time and didn't even realize it. I was out there spending money going to clubs and shit. Um, But the point is that because she's willing to experience the things... Yeah, she might not be a nerd right now, or she might be her own kind of nerd. There might be something out there that she doesn't even know she's into because she has never seen it or experienced it. Absolutely. But because she's willing to, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, for sure. Unlike, <clears throat> and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out one of your exes because they're better examples for no. this. Or actually, I'll use my own ex. Unlike my previous ex, who um, <clears throat> unlike my ex who thought that. I was childish because I was into nerdy, geeky things. And she went the comforter route of, like, if I was going to be a nerd or geek, it had to be the -the over-the-top nerd or geek thing. Correct. She and I watched The Big Bang Theory together because she didn't get most of the jokes and she needed somebody to translate it for her. And I was the translator. (laughs) Damn. And that's like a... Yeah, um... so... And she had never been exposed to it. She referred to D&D as, like, a a dude's night out because it was the only way that she could think of it. She was like, it's like a poker night. I get it. That's how I explain. No, that's how I explain it to people. But I I play D&D with you guys. (laughs) Right, but it's... But let's let's take the the girl part. I mean, when she... I'm thinking when she says guy's night out, not necessarily guy specifically, but, like, it's just a game night of some sort. With your friends. Yes. That's it's almost like nights out with your girls or nights out with the guys. Usually involves poker or pool or going to the bar, or whatever the case may be. But yeah, but not. And you're absolutely right, Joe. But there's a part. There's a part that a lot of people forget about. It's now at that point you're limiting your dating pool at that point because now you have to try to find somebody that but is willing 
to potentially either understand no, and but, say, just do what you got to do. But, see, or, here, but here's the thing. It works both ways. It's a two-way street. Mm-hmm. Just like they should be willing to experience the things that you enjoy doing, mm-hmm. you have to be willing to experience the same the things that they like doing. No, that's, right. if, that's if not, there's, what, I'm not arguing that, and that's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying, that makes perfect sense, and I'm all about that. What I'm saying is, is that when it comes to dating, and 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 I'm gonna like I said, I'm gonna use me as an example, with me being a nerd. For me, it limits my dating pool because now it's like either a I need to find somebody that's potentially willing to either deal with, quote unquote, deal with the the stuff that I like or find somebody that's willing to potentially, again, quotes, uh, enjoy or learn the things that I'm into or have to find somebody that's completely into the things that I'm into. Now, Now, I've tried that route as far as trying to find somebody that's into what I'm into. It doesn't work. It it uh it's. The, the dating pool is very small, especially if. Well, it depends on how many factors you're putting into this pool. Like if you have so if you have absolute. a Venn diagram that has 30 different circles in it, having the one in the middle that has all of those things together, obviously is going to be statistically lower then than I, everything Then else. I'll say this. I've had conversations with groups about you two. Joe's hit the jackpot. That's all I keep hearing. Joe's hit the jackpot. He's found the girl that likes everything that we all like. Because, like you said, some of your previous relationships did not work well because... They probably of... didn't work well because they were other character flaws. No, I'm, I'm sure there were. I mean, I don't know the all ins and outs. I just know some of the ones that I was around for and the reasonings, uh, some of the reasons behind it. So a lot of what I... A lot of that whole situation goes, well... There's there's not going to be a time where Pedro say, Joe, you need to stop playing that game or we need to not do that or whatever case. There's not going to be a single time. There's not going to be a, uh, you know, that's enough gaming. When are you going to stop playing games? A lot of girls that I've seen that date guys who play video games, they treat them like a child would. It's like, you've been playing that game for three hours. Right, you need to give a break. Because that's another character flaw. They're usually control freaks in general. You're very true. You're right. That's, 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 that's nothing to point. do with being a nerd or being a gamer. <laughs> that person is likely a control freak, and they're using the gaming as whatever the catalyst for yes. whatever it is that they really want to discuss well there's, there's, there's situations where people who watch sports and that's all they do is watch that's, sports it's, it's exactly. the same thing that's it's the same, same thing. thing no it's more so of the fact that a lot or at least from my experiences a lot of the women feel that they need to not do that because it's like what are you three why are you taking so long why are you playing this game for so long or whatever the case may be that is like she said that's i feel like that's another character flaw that they the fact that they associate gaming or being a nerd with something so childish again limiting dating pool so now we have to figure out well just find Whoa. somebody who's not a uh, fucking control freak yeah what i was gonna say it. is it sounds like what you're doing is you're eliminating yeah. bitches from the dating pool which and i'm I think okay with be, that they need to be eliminated i feel like that's anyway. something that you should I mean, already be doing that's what you like because yeah. like mean, what what you should be doing is finding somebody that you vibe or connect with there you go. Look I don't me. play video Throwing games. Throwing out younger millennial if, terms. If my guy wanted to play video games all day, I'm going to watch until I don't want to watch anymore and I may go to sleep or I may go do something else, but I'm not going to be like, hey, stop playing video games. Or one random day I might say, hey, show me something. I mean, it's just... I think we need to find somebody that's not into the stuff that we're into and see what their opinion is. I'm not into games. But again, you're nerd adjacent, so you kind of have... 
I mean, like, you're the... You had more exposure than the, than the women he's talking about. You have way more exposure. And I guess I also have older brothers who grew up playing games, and I sat there and had to watch them play games because it was the only TV. Yeah, and so, like, I'll give you an example. My ex... An abrupt outro as an ending? Is this the end of our perilous and persnickety podcast? Can see an escape exemplifying his ex as evil? Find out next week on OCPC. Next Monday, Monday, Monday.